Hi everyone, uh, this is Mark and this is the Mark Hastings Experience and uh, in this podcast uh, I'm going to be talking about everything from poetry to films to uh, TV shows to books and about uh, anything and everything that inspires me and uh, I hope you like what you hear. Hi everyone, this is Mark, and welcome to the episode of the Mark Hastings Experience. And um, today, it's uh, Saturday, the 24th of April, 2021. And uh, it's another beautiful day uh, here in the uh, United Kingdom. And uh, yeah, uh, I hope you're, you're doing well, wherever you're listening uh, yesterday was uh, another beautiful day. Um, it was uh, a good day. Yeah, you could uh, you could say. Um, in fact, one thing I forgot to say yesterday because I didn't realise it uh, was that yesterday was in fact William Shakespeare's birthday. Um, he uh, was baptised on the 26th of April, uh, 1564, and he died on the 23rd of April, 1616, but it's believed that he may have been born on the 23rd of April, Um, so that's why his birthday is celebrated on the 23rd of April, but um, whether he was born uh, or uh, on the 23rd of April, which uh, is... um, mostly believed to be the case uh he that was the day of his death in 1616 and of course you've got to know who william shakespeare is he's one of the most famous celebrated and incredible writers in uh human history arguably uh he um one of the national poets of england um called the bard of avon Excuse me. Uh, he was born and raised in Stratford-upon-Avon, in Warwickshire, here in the UK. Um, and uh, to me, he is um, the the god of all um, literature. Um, he's. I celebrate um, William Shakespeare for many reasons. One of the most important reasons to me. Uh, is that he brought alive my um, spark of uh, poetry. If it wasn't for William Shakespeare, um, then I wouldn't be, I would most likely not be here talking to you right now. I wouldn't have written 11 books. I wouldn't have even picked up a pen to write a single poem. I wouldn't have tapped... uh, all the keys on the keyboards that I've tapped to write the poems that I've written and write the stories that I've written. Because, um, you know, when I first started writing poetry, I, I wanted to write one poem, that's all, for for um, my own personal reasons. So I wanted to tell someone how I felt. And 
I, I thought, how can I tell this person what I want to say? Um, and I went to the best of the best. I thought, well, look, Shakespeare. And he, I knew this even even then. I've, even from as a child, I've been reading Shakespeare at school. Um, I, of course, I was familiar with him. Um, but I didn't really understand Shakespeare. And I didn't really herald him in the, the the glorious light that I do now until I as I said I started uh, I wanted to write this poem so I started with reading Shakespeare's sonnets um, over the course of his life he he wrote 39 plays um, 154 sonnets uh, which are like 14 line um, poems essentially uh, and he, he wrote three long narrative poems and um, he as I say he's you know the master of, of language he created some of the, the 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 words that we take for granted now that we use every day he invented them he invented several phrases that have become part of the 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 universal lexicon of the of the world phrases that are used all the time um you know one of the most uh famous um soliloquies of his is to be or not to be that is the question uh or you may have heard all the world's a stage and all the men and women uh are merely players um something along those lines um but yeah t to me he will always be uh someone who i daily look to as the the source of of uh, poetic inspiration because that's who he was at the beginning because uh, when I read his sonnets and I saw how incredible he was uh, as a writer and a poet I thought that's how I need to that's who I need to be I need to write something poetic so I sat down I wrote a poem um, and I shared it and it got a good response and after that I I wrote another poem a week after then another 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 and before I knew it I was writing poem um, all the time and it was all thanks to William Shakespeare and I always go back to um, his sonnets I you know several um sonnets of his that are uh favorite to mine uh as everybody does who's um uh familiar with william shakespeare's work um i've been to stratford upon avon um on many occasions i went to stratford upon avon on the uh the occasion of um <clears throat> excuse me his 450th birthday uh um back in 2014 uh i was there in the in the church where he uh where he is now his um final resting place um in stratford upon avon uh at the church of the holy trinity uh and i was there when they were playing they were ringing the bells and i st stood uh just before uh his grave where he's buried and 
yeah, it was a wonderful moment for me um, because he's been a, he's a hero of mine, literary hero of mine, and he always will be. Um, and of course, you you know he's he's uh, one of the most uh, the most legendary, famous, and heralded uh, playwrights, poets uh, in the English language, and he always will be. As also, as well as a, an incredible um, dramatist of uh, plays, and so many of these plays have been adapted into um, TV shows, uh, movies. You know the the roots or of their stories. Many stories lead back to uh, William Shakespeare, and uh, some are direct adaptations. Some are um, just uh, share some of the same similar. Um, uh, details, but yeah, he had a remarkable uh, effect on um, the English language, on the world, and he's still to, to this day. And every day, I, as I say, I, I look to him for inspiration. I have uh, a very battered version of the complete works of Shakespeare, a very old version of his that uh, we've had uh, in my family for a long time. And uh, it may be battered, uh, but it's it stands, it sits right before me right now as I'm recording this, and it's um, it's like the it's like my version of of a Bible. It's the Bible of William Shakespeare. It's that's how I perceive it. How I I think of it. It's a holy book for me. Um, and. Uh, yeah, William Shakespeare is a holy man for me. He, he's the source of inspiration, hope, and he was the one who who brought alive this the poetry within me. Um, and uh, yeah, that's why uh, that's why I thank him um, every day because the gift of poetry for me is something that gave me a purpose, gave me a reason, and um, yeah, so I just wanted to say, because I didn't say it yesterday, um, happy birthday, William Shakespeare. And, um, yeah, just wanted to just wanted to say that right off the bat. Um, yeah, so, um, I also want to talk about, um, I mentioned a film that I was going to watch uh, that had been recommended to me uh, called Rebel Without a Cause. Um, came out in 1955. Uh, it's about this emotionally confused suburban middle class uh, teenagers, um, and it stars the the great and powerful um, James Dean, uh, as well as the actress Natalie Wood. And it's a film that I knew about and I've been familiar with and it was even a film mentioned in an episode of The Sopranos um, it was something uh, a, a play that um, the character of uh, Chris Moltisanti was um, acting out in um, acting class acting for writers class I think it was in the in the, uh, the series and I remember him playing out the end scene of Rebel Without a Cause, and he was very pumped up about it, and um, about playing the, you know, um, the same character as uh, James Dean, um, the character of uh, Jim Stark, 
and uh, that's where I was familiar with but to me I never really had this impulse to watch the film um, but I was familiar with it uh, but yesterday I went out and I, I tried to find it online couldn't find it so I went out and bought it on blu-ray and um, I sat down and I watched it and um, I've really enjoyed it really enjoyed it and um, it's to me um, it's it's a time capsule of a time which really doesn't seem that far away when you think about it 1955 but it is it is in a way I mean you know, made um, before I was born, of course, 30 years before I was born. Um, and it's a, it's a time capsule of a time when um, things were very different from now. And that, that's why it's very, um, it's essential because um, the way people act, the way people dress, the attitudes to... To, to people, uh, talking to people, um, the positive uh, um, impact that parents can have on children, you know, it's, it's all there, I mean, th these are still attitudes that uh, are prominent to that uh, in this day and age, you know, how you as a parent can be uh, a very important role model to your child, and this is something that you see in uh, as I said, the character of Jim Stark, played by James Dean, um, you know, he was this uh, juvenile who gets uh, uh, taken to the police station for uh, plain drunkenness, as it's described, and he meets the, the character of uh, John uh, Plato Crawford, uh, played by uh, Sal uh, Mineo, um, uh, who was brought in for killing uh, a litter of puppies, and we get introduced to the character of Judy, who's played by Nasty Wood, um, who was brought in for curfew violations, and these three characters are essential to the the film, the story of the film, and they constantly find their paths crossing. Um, they're all uh, pupils, students at uh, Dawson High School. Um, and um, they go to a field trip to Griffith Observatory in Los Angeles, uh, which is where the, the the film is set. And um, yeah, their 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 paths constantly uh, intertwine with one another and overlap. And um, it's not and because uh, Jim Stark is kind of like the uh, he's the new kid in town because. He constantly getting get getting into these um, brushes with the law, um, uh, getting into trouble. His parents constantly moving him from house to house, from place to place, town to town, and uh, he finds himself in the middle between his his father, who is very subdued and doesn't show, is uh, at the heel of his his mother, who is very. Um, overpowering and someone who even dominates his father and his father kind of just cowls away and um, something that is really frustrates uh, the character of Jim Stark um, 
because he feels very this there's a lot of teenage anguish within him um because his father's so timid and um doesn't stand up to his mother his mother you know is interfering with him constantly trying to control him and you know Jim just wants to break free he's you know he wants to be a teenager he wants to have the freedom um that uh, that youth gives uh kids that this you know this you know want to um discover and show the emotions that are boiling in boiling up within you uh so but he finds himself running into uh, a gang of uh, juveniles, um, uh, some uh, which are led by this the character of um, Buzz uh, Gunderson, and they go on this uh, chicken run. Um, for well, they go in. They there was a knife fight between the two of them, between Jim and Buzz, and um, because. Buzz just wants to try and assert his authority by showing that he's, you know, the cool kid on town in town, and you know he's got all this street cred. Or you know, he he's he's the one that everybody rallies around because they're looking for a leader. They're looking for something to um, to believe in. There's someone to to look up to. So they have this this knife fight at the Griffith Observatory, um, and then they they go into a, a game of uh, chicken. Um, this is something that comes up as well, which made me think of the the, the scene in um, Back to the Future, uh, where um, in the Back to the Future trilogy, where um, Marty McFly is called Chicken and. He gets an instant reaction to this, and it makes him do things that he wouldn't ordinarily do, and make mistakes. And uh, I'm sure that they they must have pulled that the inspiration from that from this film, from uh, Rebel Without a Cause, because um, James Dean's character Jim Stark uh, has the same reaction when he's called Chicken, and he says, "Don't call me Chicken," and you know it leads him to make these uh, very rash and um, immediate decisions to do things and to engage in certain activities such as this game of chicken where um two people get in a car and they have to race uh in this case up to a uh a, a cliff uh seaside cliffs um and they have to uh jump out of these cars before it reaches the edge um and uh, the character of jim stark does jump out, uh, but the character Buzz is unable to because he gets caught in the uh, in the the door, the handle of the door, and he ends up going off the cliff and dying. Um, and this has a profound effect on on Jim. And um, yeah, it's, it's just a very emotionally charged film. Um, James Dean's great in 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 the uh in the role of jim and you know his interactions and his friendship with um with uh plato john plato uh who, who as he's called uh affectionately uh who was abandoned um uh who his father abandoned uh when he was younger and his mother 
He's often away from home, leave, leaving uh, Plato in the care of um, uh, their African American uh, housekeeper, and and she cares for him deeply. Um, but Plato is very emotionally and psychologically scarred, and he just wants a family. That's what he what he wants more than anything. And he he comes to see Jim uh, Stark and and Judy as um, as he's these new um, figures that he can look up to and, and that he idolizes and think think of thinks of as if they were his new family like his new mother and father because that's what's lacking in his in his life and that's what he needs more than anything and um, yeah and then they they spend a lot of time with each other and but then when it comes to the end of the film um, we we see um poor plato getting shot because he's you know he he he's very sensitive to to things to to people uh he doesn't want to be abandoned again and he feels like jim they go to this abandoned mansion and jim and uh judy go off to explore this mansion while plato is still sleeping and when plato wakes up some gang members are there and they they um try to uh um you know confront him and he's carrying a gun um and everything leads back to the the Griffith observatory again and jim has to try and save plato and convince him that he, that he and judy weren't abandoning him um he removes the bullets from the gun um uh but uh yeah unfortunately plato ends up getting shot and Jim puts uh, his red jacket around him, and um, just before he was, he's shot, to try and you know um, calm him down, and that's the 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 uh, the jacket he's shot in. Plato's shot, and uh, yeah, it's a very emotionally charged um, film, and really well done. Um, and afterwards, I, I watched it. I spent a lot of time thinking about it, what it meant, and it's got a lot of meanings there, and I know it means, it's a film that means a lot to a lot of people. But as I say, it's a time capsule of a, of a time, especially the nineteen fifties, and um, yeah, and I'd never seen it before. Um, but as I said, I've heard about it, and I, I knew about some of the scenes that are in it. Um, but it's definitely worth um, watching again. I'll definitely try and watch it again at some point. Because there's a lot of um, there's a lot there to pick out, and the fact that it was one of James Dean's last uh, performances in a film um, makes it even more uh, iconic and legendary. Because, uh, um, in fact, apparently, Rebel Without a Cause didn't even get a premiere because uh, James Dean died before it was even released. Uh, James Dean. Um, died um, on September 30th, 1955, uh, and he was 24 years old, uh, if you can believe that. Um, most remembered for Rebel Without a Cause, um, but he is also remembered for starring in uh, the, the films uh, East of Eden um, and uh, the film Giant. Um, but uh, unfortunately, he died in a car crash 
um, uh, but he did receive a uh, uh, post hummus um, Academy Award nomination best actor and uh, he remains the only actor to have had two uh, posthumous um, acting nominations and um, yeah what a loss I mean I knew that he died young um, in a car crash and um, yeah he was a really wonderful actor and I think Rebel Without a Cause is a great um, example of just how wonderful he was and it was such a loss um, even now I, I think about it and think about who he could have been and you know apparently he had a lot of he, he, he put a lot into the story of Rebel Without a Cause and um, he uh, he really added a great deal and he had a great deal of um, collaboration with uh, the, the director Nicholas Ray um, and he helped to beef up the the, the script and he had a, a great um, um, interactions with the cast um, and he he made the made the film something something special and iconic and um, yeah originally apparently it was it was uh, planned to be released uh, in black and white um, but then um, when it was uh, it was thought that uh, it could be um, filmed and released on uh, the newly um, uh, released um, cinemascope format. Um, it uh, it added to the the weight of the film and added to the the prominence of the film because apparently back in the nineteen fifties, though all those years ago. Um, if a film was released in colour it, w- it had to be very important to the studio because they had to invest uh, more money into it um, uh, rather than just releasing it in black and white it was much easier to release films much cheaper to release films in black and white to film them in black and white but um, yeah so from even from the the, the, the time when it was first um, filmed it was thought to have a significance and uh it is a significant and important film um uh definitely and a great tribute to the late great uh james dean um but yeah great film if you haven't seen it definitely check it out um what else do i want to talk about i want to talk about i watched the last episode of the first season whether it will be the first season or or um, whether it will be the, the the limited series or however it's uh, described going forward of uh, the, the the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe uh, TV show uh, that's streaming on uh, Disney Plus, which is called uh, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and it's been uh, showing uh, on Disney Plus, streaming on Disney Plus for the last six weeks. Um, it stars um, Anthony Mackie as um, as uh, the Falcon, uh, Sam Wilson, um, aka. Um, spoilers here if you don't want a spoiler for the last episode. Uh, so last warning, uh, Captain America. 
and it also stars Sebastian Stan as James Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier, and um, uh, also Wyatt Russell, uh, who plays the character of John Walker, who becomes Captain America um, at the beginning of the, the series, and Erin uh, um, Kellerman as the character of Carly, um, and um, Daniel Bruhl as um, Helmut Zemo, uh, who appeared in, um, I think it was uh, Captain America Civil War, that film. Um, and yeah, I've thoroughly enjoyed watching the, the series over the last, uh, of the last six weeks. Um, really well thought out, uh, great introduction to, uh, um, reintroduction to, uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, who were characters that had just previously been seen in, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe films. Um, and I love the fact that it was at the beginning of the series we see that Sam Wilson didn't take the shield um, as was off, as it was offered to him by um, uh, by uh, Steve Rogers, played by Chris Evans at the end of um, the Avengers Endgame film, and um, and yeah, so he was offered it. Or he didn't take the opportunity to um, to take it. Uh, he was offered the shield by Steve Rogers. Take this, you know, you're going to be the next Captain America. But we find out in the series, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that um, he as he didn't take it, and um, he was under the understanding that no one could replace Steve Rogers as Captain America. Uh, so the shield was put in a in a museum, but then the government decided to um, to recruit a new Captain America, which was Wyatt Russell's um, character, and um, and he became the new Captain America. Uh, he played uh, Wyatt Russell played uh, John Walker, and he was effective, but he was very different from um, Steve Rogers. Um, he, uh, at first he didn't have the super soldier serum, so he didn't have an increased speed and athleticism and um, and strength um, that Steve Rogers had um, because he was, a, he was one of the, the first to be experimented with a super soldier serum back in World War II, which is the reason why he survived World War II all the way to um, you know, the, 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 the 2000s, um, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, so the mantle was seemingly going to be passed on to Sam Wilson's, uh, the Falcon, uh, but he, um, decided not to take it, so it was given to, um, John Walker, uh, and he was not the best Captain America, he, made stupid mistakes and he even ended up taking the super soldier serum um one of the super soldier serums um while he was trying to track down uh the character of carly and her group um who were um members of 
a uh, anti-patriotism group called the Flag Smashers, who were enhanced uh, with a recreation of the Super Soldier Serum, very similar to Steve Rogers, um, had uh, been injected with. Um, and these, they believe that the world was better during the blip, as it's referred to, when half of the human population and half the population of the entire universe was eradicated by the mad titan Thanos when he snapped the Infinity Gauntlet and he he made half the population of the the universe disappear and uh, after his uh, defeat the Avengers were able to use a recreation of the Infinity Gauntlet uh, by obtaining the Infinity Stones very powerful um, stones uh, within the Marvel Cinematic Universe to bring everyone back but it had been five years had gone by since that happened so they reappeared after the world had already adapted to a new way of being people had uh, adapted to living new lives and um, yeah these flag smashers um, really didn't want that and they, they want to create anarchy and um, but uh, yeah um, yeah, it's, it really, and I think there was apparently there was other another storyline in there in that there was going to be a virus being released, but that um, storyline was uh, taken out of the series because of um, obvious concerns. Because we're all we're all going through a virus uh, pandemic at the moment, so I think that was taken out because it was seemed to be, you know, very hit very close to home and uh, people wouldn't want to watch uh, a series involving a virus which you can understand but yeah so it ended yesterday the last episode and I thoroughly enjoyed every episode seeing Sam Wilson grow in confidence grow in um, and finding out more about the super soldier serum and people who were involved in it and getting even closer to um, Bucky Barnes um, the Winter Soldier, and um, then becoming more um, more of a team, and uh, seeing um, uh, John Walker, uh, played by White Russell, see him um, descend into chaos and madness, um, and uh, have the, the the mantle of Captain America taken away from him, um, and then. Uh, right at the end of the series, in the last episode, uh, we see um, Sam Wilson being not only offered the role, he's not offered the role of Captain America, he takes it. He, he, he takes it with all that he can. He trained for it, for the role beforehand, uh, in the episode before. Um, he he has the shield which was given to him and offered to him by Steve Rogers, uh, the last time we saw Steve Rogers, um, when he was an older man, in Endgame. Um, so we see, yeah, Sam Wilson is the new Captain America. He this is something that is is his destiny. It's his right. He doesn't have. He's not superhuman. He doesn't have increased strength or speed or agility, but. He knows that he could be a great role model and an inspiration for everybody. Because Sam Wilson is African-American. 
and he's told on many occasions that they'll never the public will never allow there to be a, a an African American um Captain America, a black Captain America, but he sees this as something that look, he's a, he can do anything. Any you know African Americans can do anything. They can be anybody, they can be heroes, they can be an inspiration to everybody. And they know um what it's like to, to have to fight for what um is their right. Um so I think he's a great and it all comes from the comics as well. It's all inspired from the comic books where Sam Wilson became Captain America. Um so it all comes from from the literature and it all really um is a is a lovely and great and welcome evolution and it's something great to see something depicted this um equality and this um equal rights which it should be um should be a normality and it is a normality um but it's great that uh, Marvel have jumped in with both feet and they've decided to to do watch um what what's right and uh, it's it's a great rec- representation i think of what is possible um this this series um and the great news is as was released um yesterday was that uh, as a result of the success and how great Anthony Mackie uh has been in the role of the Falcon and who is now become uh Captain America there is to be a Captain America 4 film uh it's now in the works um uh, and being uh fleshed out by the showrunner of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier TV show uh Malcolm Spellman um this news was released yesterday by the Hollywood Reporter online and um uh in the new in the article and the Hollywood Reporter um it's uh um it states that uh uh, Malcolm Spellman has picked up the Captain America's shield once again. The head writer and creator of Disney Plus and Marvel's The Falcon and the Winter Soldier is developing a fourth instalment of the Captain America film franchise for Marvel Studios. Spellman will co-write the script with Dallin Muson, a staff writer on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, no casting for the project as a uh, is officially known, but uh, Friday's episode of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, offers plenty of roads for the feature to take. Uh, up until this point, Chris Evans has played Captain America via the Steve Rogers character, appearing in a trio of solo movies, Avengers outings, and assorted other Marvel films. And the question of who is entitled to carry the shield or be Captain America was central to the show. The feature is likely to continue the story of Sam Wilson, played by Anthony Mackie, and the current wielder of the shield. But as the writers get to work, it will be interesting to see how the story unfolds with there now being multiple people who have been Captain Americas in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. No director is attached, and Evans' involvement slash return remains unconfirmed. Marvel was tight-lipped as usual. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which also stars Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier, has earned strong critical and fan reaction. Spellman assembled a nearly all-black writer's room for the series, which has 
been praised for bringing the black experience to the forefront quite unlike any other superhero film or TV show before it. The series has tackled issues from discriminatory lending practices to the original sin of America building itself on the backs of black people. The series premiered uh, March 19th to what Disney Plus said was its biggest series debut audience ever, topping popular shows such as Marvel's WandaVision and Lucasfilm's The Mandalorian. Um, and uh, yeah, the article uh, goes on. You can find that on uh, hollywoodreporter.com. But yeah, so there, that's a great sign that um, Marvel uh, and Disney have great deal of faith in Anthony Mackie as Captain America. Um, and it, it obviously shows that going forward there is going to be a lot more uh, multiculturalism. It's going to be a lot more diversity. And that, of course, is a welcome sign, welcome news for uh, for everybody, for anybody who's a fan of entertainment, who wants to see themselves or heroes that look like them shown on screen because everybody needs a hero. Everybody needs someone to look up to who inspires them because they look like them or they share the same attributes or the same attitudes. Uh, so it's a welcome, a welcome, um, a welcome thing, welcome news. And it's great. And I can't wait to see the next installment, um, the next Captain America film, because I'm, I'm an avid fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe films. And I think Anthony Mackie will do an incredible job as Captain America. He really showed his acting chops. He showed how great of an actor he is in the Falcon, the Winter Soldier TV show. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's um, he's a really good actor, uh, as is Sebastian Stan. And it'll be great to see their blossoming uh, friendship slash, slash um, team uh, develop more and see where they will go in the future and I'm sure they will take inspiration the writers of the the new Captain America 4 film will take inspiration from the comics um, as um, as they did uh, with the, the 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 inspiration that they found the the episodes of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier TV show so there's there's a lot there to find uh, a lot of inspiration in the comics a lot of, from the source material I'm sure they'll 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 do a great job in developing it. Uh, yeah, so I suppose this is a this is a an episode about heroes. I started out talking about William Shakespeare, who's a hero of mine, uh, someone who's inspired me, and I've ended the the uh, the episode talking about uh, Anthony Mackie as the new Captain America, who is undoubtedly going to inspire a great deal of people all around the world. Um, and uh, it's a wonderful thing, a wonderful thing. But yeah, I think I'm going to leave it there for now. Um, uh, I hope you have a good day, wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this. Uh, I just want to say thank you for listening. I uh, hope you like what you heard, and I'll talk to you again soon. If you like what you heard in uh, this episode of uh, the Mark Hastings Experience, um, and if you want to check out some more of my poetry, um, then you, uh, you can head over to markthepoet.me, 
uh, which is my website, and you'll find uh, lots of the poems that I've written over the years. Um, if you want to uh, check out some of my poetry uh, in uh, book form, uh, and go to Amazon and you'll find um, all 10 of my books that I've had published. Um, they're all books of poetry, um, uh, books of stories, uh, books of uh, memories and uh, experiences. Um, and there'll be more to come. And uh, if you would love to um, contribute uh, to uh, to the podcast, then you can do so by heading over to Patreon and searching for Mark the Poet. And uh, your uh, your support would be greatly appreciated. Um, but uh, as I was saying, I hope you liked what you heard in this uh, episode. Um, and I'll talk to you again soon.